It's time for JT the Brick. JT, the man, the myth, the legend. It's amazing some of the dummies that follow me. I don't know. No one knows. Whenever we crack a microphone, we're one of 32 NFL teams with the flagship station. I expect everyone to talk about the Raiders every day when I have a Raiders topic. There's not a game on this schedule against anybody if Jimmy G's ready to go with this offense where you can't say to yourself, you know something? We can win this game. We can win this game. People are going to go and buy tickets to come into our building because it's the best time in all of football. Now I got your attention. JT the Brick. 13, 13 is the bye week. That is bleeping real right now. Everybody gets the full playbook. You run the playbook faster. The plays get in and out of the huddle quicker. And you run the plays like you ran in Henderson. And you run them to perfection in the game. Do we all agree? Fair enough? Woo! And now. Because you're a pain in the ass. Here's JT the Brick. Hour two underway here. Raider Nation Unite. The Raider Nation is here at Top Golf. The Raider Nation is here. For Modelo, Modelo, proud partner of the show. The super fans are here. Gorilla Rilla Violator taking pictures. My buddy Scrappy's here from Great American Bob. Look at this. We got great friends. Clyde, legendary beer man here in town. Thanks to Steve Gomez, all our friends here. This is great. I love this. I love being out on a. Well, how about the weather day today, man? Everybody look at this weather. This is fantastic. So Raider fans ready to get the party going. Hour number two as we open up the show here. And, again, I want to thank everybody who came out. I was, I was in fear today of traffic. People said, leave early. Leave early. Why? Oh, there's traffic. There's F1. You might not get there in time. I got here at 11 a.m., man. Not one car in front of me from Summerlin all the way through the airport connector. Came right out, made the left right on Trop. I pulled right into Top Golf. It was easy. I look out to the distance. I see the paddock for F1. I see the sphere in the background where you, too, will have a residency here. I mean, we got everything going. In the history of Las Vegas, in the history of this great city, dating back to Bugsy, Sinatra, Elvis, the Beatles, there's never been a vibe like this for sports and entertainment. No disrespect to the great teams of the past in Vegas, the legendary running Rebels, and great teams of the past and great boxing matches in UFC. When you got a Raider game in town, man, when you have a Raider game in town, the whole world is connected through either the Raider Nation, the opponent, the league, which is the NFL, our number one sport. Thank God the NFL came to Vegas, man. Man, we miss Oakland. We love Oakland. We miss Oakland. But, God, this is a good fit for the Raiders and their fans. It's an international hub that Mark Davis now has for the Raiders from all over the world to come here and have a lot of fun. Every week I get a chance to talk to the head coach of the Silver and Black, Josh McDaniels. This week it's brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. Alex and Orlando DeCastaverde built the law firm here in the name of their dad, who was a legend. Started off, his story is incredible, from being a casino blackjack dealer to studying overnight to becoming an attorney in Reno and having a proud brand. And now his sons take over in their family-run law group. They're amazing people. I was just out at Alex DeCastaverde's home for the other night and uh, met his family. And if you're a Raider fan, you don't have to be a Raider fan. If you get into an accident, you need someone who you can trust. The DeCastaverde Law Group is that group. You see their billboards around town. Alex is a Raider fan. He sits near me at the Raider games. He loves the silver and black, and he'd love to have the opportunity to help you if you need him. 
I hope you don't need them. Hope you never need to call them, but if you do, 702-222-9999. Here's my conversation with the head coach. We welcome in head coach Josh McDaniels. And, Coach, let's go back to the Bills game. You saw the tape. You practiced this week. What have you been cleaning up? What did you see from the tape? And how hard were these practices so far? Yeah, we, you know, there was that's a kind of game that, you know, we started fast, and that's the way we wanted to play on the road against a team like that. Um, but we really just we made too many mistakes um, and then let the game kind of, you know, we're playing catch-up from the middle of the second quarter on. And so – um, you know, our discipline, our detail, just our ability to uh, continue to execute at the, at the highest level that we're going to need to execute again here Sunday night, um, it just wasn't quite clean enough, you know. And so uh, guys are adamant about fixing some of the things we need to fix here, uh, taking care of the football, uh, and doing the little things uh, a little bit better than what we did against Buffalo. When you get back on the field for practice, is it more about fundamentals? Mm-hmm. Is it speed? Is it just more physical play? What's that like? Yeah, we had a padded practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Certainly we're working hard at our running game, both sides of the ball, and, and we need to do that. Um, you know, Josh is a guy that you know can be a catalyst for us offensively. Uh, certainly was last year, and 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 we as well as we've pass protected in two games. Um, you know, we got to kind of get the the balance of our offense back. So um, that's been the focus offensively, defensively, much the same. Uh, controlling the line of scrimmage is going to be important Sunday. The offensive line, there's been a lot of clean pockets this year. Is it frustrating that the holes aren't opening up? Because we know what Josh can do and how good this old line was last yeah, year. Yeah, I think time, you know what I mean? I think repetition, time. Um, the running game in, in, in many ways is a, is a unit thing. You know, there's a lot of things that have to go well in order pr- to provide those types of holes. And uh, we worked hard at it last year. We didn't start perfectly last year yeah. either, but we got better and better as the season wore on. And uh, that's what we're going to focus on doing now. Tell us about containing the edge on defense. That's talked a lot with coaches here with Coach Graham. If Max is coming on a big rush and he gets mm-hmm. inside, yep. who's, who's stepping up on the outside? And especially Tyree's a young player, and he's just going to get better at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to give some guys like that freedom. You yeah. know? And so mm-hmm. when Max comes inside, then there's somebody who's got to cover for him uh, uh, around the edge. And so you don't lose contain on some of these mobile quarterbacks that we play. I mean, we've started the season now. This will be our third one in a row. Uh, that he can do some things, you know, out of, outside the pocket with his legs. But, um, you know, there's a balance there. You know, you got to let him go, uh, yeah, you know, sure. at times to try to disrupt the pocket. And uh, and when that happens, we're going to have to have somebody else responsible to contain him. So the Steelers had six sacks, four takeaways, and two touchdowns on Monday night. So looking at the tape over and over again, clearly with Highsmith and T.J. Watt, those are the two names that jump out at you. No question. Uh, mm-hmm. they got two premier edge players. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we've played them, you know, late last year, so we kind of got a feel for that. Um, we need to do a great job of, of making sure that we stay inside out in, in protection and do a good job of getting the ball out on time um, to, to try to avoid those negative situations and negative plays that they created. I mean, both of them scored a touchdown, yeah. you know, the other night, and that really swung the game in their favor. So uh, this team has always lived off of pressure uh, and creating turnovers and game-changing plays with their defense. And uh, I think our team is aware of that, aware of the strengths of their defense. We've got to do a good job of taking care of the ball um, and neutralizing those two guys the best we can on Sunday. Yeah, and I would assume the running game neutralizes them a bit and also chipping and blocking and 
Josh in pass protection. I want to mention one other thing with Josh catching the ball out of the backfield. You have him going yeah. at that so far. That's something he was great at that at Alabama. Do mm-hmm. you feel like he's finding a new vision, new gear at that part of his yeah, game? Very good hands. Yeah. Um, excellent in terms of his overall uh, responsibilities and blitz pickup. So mm-hmm. trust is a huge factor in the passing mm-hmm. game in the NFL for a halfback. And I think we got a number of guys that are, are able to go in there and do that. But J.J. certainly made an impact in the first two games. It's another way to get him the ball in space and let him have an opportunity to go ahead and make, make, make big plays or break tackles. We'll wait to see how Jacoby's coming through this week. But Devontae back on the field. You address Hunter and the touches, what he's going to get going forward, maybe Michael Mayer. All hands on deck for this one in yeah. this home opener. So I'm assuming and your specialty players on the outside are ready to go. They are, and Jacoby cleared today, so that's yeah. a good news for us. So, um, you know, uh, we should have a full allotment of skilled players ready to go in this game. And um, look, they all can contribute. And, and I've said this many times: the defense gets a vote in terms of who they try to defend or take away or double team. And uh, based on the coverage that they use, you know, certain guys may get it a few more times than others. But um, I really like our group. I like the way that we we can distribute the ball again. I don't think we're playing at peak level yet. I'm not sure anybody in the league is, but um, that's what we're working towards. I think that's what we're focused on, and Sunday night we're going to need a big effort from everyone. I've been dying to ask you about Sunday night football compared to Monday night. We went back and looked at this. NBC took over in 2006. Mm -hmm. I can't believe how many Sunday night games you coached and you were in. Take me back to when you were a kid, the evolution of watching Monday night football with your dad, yeah. and then you get thrown into Sunday night and coached in so many of those games. Yeah. What's the difference between Sunday and Monday night football? Um, I mean, obviously I've been watching Monday night football longer, yeah. many years longer. Um, you know, that was like one of my favorite things as a, as a young kid growing up. I, I, to me as a coach, and I think the players probably feel much the same, you know, Mondays are, Mondays are great until the game ends and then you're yeah, behind for sure the next we, week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's great, the adrenaline, the juice, um, the fact that you're on a stage and nobody else is playing um, is, is a great stage. Uh, I think Sunday night is really kind of both. You know what I mean? You know you're the last yeah. game of the day, but you also don't have a short week following it up. So um, I think a lot of us, you know, we love we love them both, but if we had our druthers, we'd play Sunday night as, as opposed to Monday. Yeah, and we always talk about the fans and how Mark Davis and this organization pulls everything out for these primetime games. You get a big one early in the season. Yep. We talked about this primetime schedule for you, something you embraced to put mm-hmm. this organization on the highest pedestal. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the stadium itself deserves it. Uh, I think we want to be that team that can – um, can perform well in those types of spots and, and play against really good opponents on primetime TV. And I think our guys are super excited. We started practice with the Sunday night theme song oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. I mean, we're getting into the yeah, whole the, the whole thing. Song. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, the more you embrace this opportunity, you only get so many of these a year. And they're a little different, you know. I mean, the game is still the game. There's still 60 minutes. There's still 11 guys on both sides of the field every play. But um, there's just a little bit of a different atmosphere. I know our, our fans are going to bring it on Sunday night. I'm expecting a huge turnout there, and um, our team, I know, is very excited. Last one, your history in the league and, and knowing the history of football. It's incredible, this rivalry, because it's not a division rivalry. Yep. And you look at the history, and you go downstairs, and you see the Lombardis, and you wonder how many more Super Bowls the Raiders would have won just mm-hmm. in the 70s mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the Steelers. And the yeah. Steelers got the best of them, some controversial games. So this rivalry for every player who was put on this uniform, 
means a lot it's because a, you can tell that it means a lot to the alumni yep. and all the fans who have been back with this team forever. Yeah, it's an important game. Um, you know the the Chiefs Chargers. Yeah, you know that that's you know that's those are those are games that are and Broncos are huge because they're division games. But this one's that one where it kind of stands out. You know, and we talked to our team a lot last year in December when we were getting ready to play, and they were they were commemorating the immaculate reception and all the rest of that. Yep. And there's so many memories that that you can pick from and talk about. Um, I know it's a huge rivalry game for our alumni. I think our young players are starting to learn that we don't like this team yeah. and that, you know, historically this has been a, a franchise that um, regardless of when we play them, it's always mattered, yeah. you know, a significant deal. And Sunday night's no different. We're both one and one. We're both trying to, you know, get, you know, get, you know, uh, our season started the right way here in the first month. And, um, you know, I think we'll both be ready to go on Sunday. Good luck Sunday night. Coach. Thank you very much. All right, that was the most important interview I've ever done with this coach. And I'll say that why, because he said, we don't like this team. And he didn't have to say that. And the young players and everyone now, you're not supposed to like the Steelers. He's a former Patriot. He wants to beat the Patriots. Okay, we beat the Patriots last year. He beat Bill Belichick, the Chandler Jones interception and all that. We play the Patriots again. Raider fans got to get to the point together. I was just talking to Cisco about it and others that you back this coach. He's the head coach. You back him and you try to win every game. And if you don't win games and you have fair criticism, it's fair criticism. But you don't make it personal. You know the guy wants to win. His wife and kids moved out here. They're here. He's totally embedded with the Raiders. He loves the franchise. He wants to win. So when he told me that one, I'm just taking you behind the scenes of that interview. When I'm sitting there in the studio and he says that, we don't like them I paused for a second and he finished it up and I I like that you know there are different coaches Mike Tomlin is probably the greatest coach I've ever seen I work with coach Gruden you know Mike Tomlin's the greatest soundbite I've been saying that his entire career Mike Tomlin's the greatest soundbite in modern NFL history you know Shula Belichick Parcells was pretty good I grew up with Parcells Bill Walsh wasn't a great soundbite Bill Walsh was not a great soundbite but he might have been the greatest coach of all time Josh McDaniels is here just to win, to win games, and now he's got to win this one. This is an important game for this organization. I truly mean this. There's got to be a point where there's a beachhead. There's someone saying we're done. We're going to win games like this, and we're going to start a new trend to get it done. Is this the greatest Raider team of all time on paper? No. But is it a good enough team to win a game like this at home? Absolutely. So they got to find a way to do it. And I don't know if they're going to do it, but I feel good about the Denver game and the Steeler game. I feel good about the Chargers on the road. I love playing Green Bay at home on Monday night. Okay, Minnesota could be train wrecked by the time we play them if they lose to the Chargers. The Chargers could be train wrecked by next week at 0-3 if they don't win. So there's a lot happening here. Do you know what 2-1 and one looks like for the Raiders? If they can get to 2-1, to 2-1, one, and, one, and it's 2-1 and one with Kenny Pickett. It's not 2-1, and one, and... Ben Roethlisberger was 0-4 against the Raiders. 0-4 in his career. Kenny Pickett won the last game. He deserves everyone's respect. He better get your respect. Kenny Pickett, you see what he did? He outplayed He outplayed Deshaun Watson, who I think is a hell of a player for Cleveland. He outplayed him in the fourth quarter with under 10 minutes to go. So Kenny Pickett finds his way. He's a winner. He won at Pitt. He's winning now. Mitchell Trubisky got benched because Kenny Pickett's the franchise quarterback, everybody. We don't have a young franchise quarterback. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm good with that. Aiden O'Connell's in the wings. Kenny Pickett's going to be the quarterback of the Steelers until the Steelers say no more. We can't win with them. 
Kind of like what's going on with Justin Fields. I'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. Raider Man. Raider Man's on hold. Let's get your friendly neighborhood Raider Man here with all the black hole. Yo, JT, what's going on, Doc, man? I heard my own Violet on with you just a little while ago. I know the OG Gorilla is in the house, and I know the party is underway, man. I want to keep this thing short. I'm going to kick this thing in the pants. You know, as they say, crap and get off the pot. That's exactly what this is about, man, because I got all beers in, man. I'm not against Coach Josh McDaniels. I'm, I'm supporting my coach. Keep your head up, man. Keep battling. I'm noticing the team is prepared on every opening drive. That means you're doing your job. Let's just see the rest of the team get that thing permeating and get that spirit out there on the field. We don't need no other hype for this thing, JT. It's three main reasons. It's a primetime game. They canceled Christmas on our ass last season, and the immaculate deception must be avenged. I got to shout out my dude, OG George Atkinson, man. I'm hugging your neck right now. Go through the Raider Oath with me because we've been battered and bruised. And we moved and come back. But our colors don't change. We're silver and black. And this commitment to excellence starts up every year. And no powers on earth will drown out this cheer. So I pledge allegiance to the flag of our mighty silver and black. And unto these colors for which we stand. Redder nation under a groove with free speech and liberty. Remember the tools. He who has ears, let him hear. I hereby declare I am a Raiders fan. For everybody in the house that can hear, say it with me. I am a Raiders fan. I appreciate you, JT. I see you. I'm looking at you, man. Let's hear it for Raider, man. Let's hear it for the Raiders one more time. Let's go, Raider Nation. In the upper deck right there, the gentleman working on the third deck. Let's hear it, Raiders. Let's get the Raider Nation going loud here. Great. Tommy White will join us coming up next, head of the 872 Laborers, another proud partner of the show. Teo Johnson, former tight end of the Silver and Black. M-Ride bringing out the big boys for this one. We had Fred Bolitnikoff on this week, the head coach, Josh McDaniels, and some of the greatest Raider fans on God's green earth. And the earth is now Vegas, and we must take out the Steelers. Um, I mean, we all want to try to create, um, you know, the kind of culture and team and organization that is competitive year in and year out to, uh, you know, to compete for championships. And, you know, you have to earn that. And so, um, you know, we're still hard at work at that, you know, and they've earned it, you know. And and Coach Tomlin, obviously, what what he's done, the organization, uh, Omar, their whole their whole crew. They've they've done they've done it the right way for a long time. They believe in what they're doing, and the the results have have you know bared that true, you know. And so um, for us, we're we're in the process of of trying to get to that point, you know. And um, again, you only earn it one way, you know. And you got to have consistent success, and you got to uh, you got to compete and be competitive to win, and and win at a high level year in and year out. And I think they've shown that, and that's what. You know, we're working towards. Yes, that's the head coach, Josh McDaniels. Turn it up. Give me a little rush. I saw Rush 54 times. Your other favorite sports talk host hasn't seen Rush 54 times. 
as we are ready to roll. The legends of the Raider Nation are rolling in. We got a great crowd here at Top Golf. I know a lot of people have a lot of places to be today on Friday, thanks to those who came out. So Tommy White will join us in a little bit from the 872 Laborers, former Raider tight end, Tao Johnson, the only Raider who played deep into his Raider career and played in a Final Four for college basketball at Stanford. Great friend of mine, and now with M-Ride. He'll join us here in about 10 minutes. A couple of housekeeping items around the NFL. Trayvon Diggs is out for the year as the cornerback of the Dallas Cowboys. I picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl this year because of him and Micah Parsons. Their defense is amazing, and that's a gut punch. There's a lot of gut punches around the league. You know, I don't have this show without my proud partners and one of the ones that are really important. They're all important to me, but this guy built a longtime friendship with, and he built the stadium with the 872 laborers on time, safely, and on budget. Tommy White joins us. And, Tommy, it's been a while for a home opener. Tommy, why'd they make us wait to be the last team in the NFL to open up at home, my friend? No, I can't can't wait Sunday. It's going to be a great game. Um, You know, the the one thing I was was talking about to a couple of friends of mine is that I really hope that all of the Raider fans that have that PSL show up to the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be important for the team. I think it's going to be important for the organization. And let's show, let's show the Steelers that we can fill a stadium with Raiders fans. No doubt, Tommy. Uh, that's really important here. Look, you and I talked about this. It's an issue, but we understand why everyone wants to go to a Raider game. And you got a lot of friends around Nevada and around the country. They all want to get here. They want to go. It's a yeah. different type of place. But it is the job of the PSL holders to hold their tickets or to sell them to Raider fans. Make sure that the fans yeah. that are buying them are part of the family, part of the Raider Nation. Yeah, let's, let's make sure we have the stadium filled with silver and black instead of yellow and black. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I think, you know, Sunday's game is going to be uh, big, and I, I think it's, it's great because it's an afternoon game. Um, but um, we have friends flying in from all over the country just to come to uh, Sunday's game. So um, we're really looking forward to it. Tommy White joins us, 872 Laborers. Tommy, I remember one of the tours you gave me when the shell wasn't even up at Allegiant Stadium. We were looking around. You know, Mr. Foley had the hockey team going at that time, but now I'm looking at the sphere. I'm looking at the paddock. You have the jewel, the 872 in Allegiant Stadium. Tommy, what's going on here? I mean, the construction and the building in this town never stops. Everyone comes together. There's no political fights. 872, everybody building Vegas faster than any other city in the world. Well, I, I think, you know, you know, we had the Golden Knights come in, and, and they did a fantastic job, and, they, you know, they won the Stanley Cup. But I think the one thing that really changed the, the, the sports look in Las Vegas was, was building Allegiant Stadium. Um, you know, it made made everybody outside of, of our state look at us as, wow, they really turned into a sports mecca now. And, and with F1 here and potentially the A's coming here uh, um, and, you know, possibly an NBA team coming soon, um, we really turned the tables on what Las Vegas is about. And uh, we got to be proud of that. You know what? We've been here. I've been here 30 years, and, and I've never thought 30 years that we'd ever see Las Vegas be a sports city like, like it is. Tommy White joins us, proud partner of my show here, 872 Laborers. 
Tom, Tommy, what's the difference now? You know, you get a you get a Sunday night game is different than a 105-120 game with the Hacienda Bridge. When you were putting together the infrastructure with Mark Davis and the team and Mark Bedane and everyone when you built this out and you were talking about this with the friends that I know, you really had to think about these nights where there were other things going on in town on top of it. Now with the Sphere and F1, a Sunday night game, all of this, what was the thought process about, hey, we're going to build this thing, but there's going to be certain nights where it's going to be out of control like Monday night football, Sunday night? Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I really don't, I, I to think back and think about those conversations, you know, if, if you remember, JT, everybody was worried about the parking and yeah. the parking and where we're going to park. I, I don't think anybody really thought, um, you got to remember, at that time we weren't talking about F1. At that time, we were talking about, you know, having a, having a Sunday night, you know, a Sunday afternoon, uh, game. Um, I don't think anybody was thinking that we were going to have a, a women's basketball team that was going to become champions, that their game is going to be held on a Sunday afternoon, uh, you know, right before the Raiders game. Um, and it's just like in October, you're going to have a Raiders game and then you, right after that, you're going to have a Golden Knights game. Um, so I, I don't think anybody was really looking at that. I think we were more concentrated on let's get the stadium built. Let's show, you know, let's show the world. Um, let's show every NFL team that we can get this done. And we're going to have uh, a beautiful venue to have a, a football game in. And I think we've, we've really proved ourselves. And uh, from what I hear, friends of mine that have, have been to other new stadiums, and then they come to Allegiant Stadium. They still feel that Allegiant Stadium is set up the best for football yeah. games. Tommy White, 872 Laborers. How does drop a canna, Super Bowl, what's going on here with this much construction going on? I don't complain about it. I laugh at people who complain. I go, you gotta, you got to build stuff. When they were building the Roman Coliseum back in the day, they weren't worried about traffic. They were worried about getting it up to speed here. When you hear people come up to you going, man, we got to build this lane. We're going to do this. It's all going to funnel into Allegiant Stadium, T-Mobile and all this. What's encouraging about the infrastructure of Las Vegas handling the population increase and all the other building that's coming up? Well, I, you know, I think, you know, what we look at as, as a construction union, we always look at the end product. Um, we know sometimes it's an inconvenience. We know sometimes the road becomes an inconvenience. And it don't just become an inconvenience for, uh, you know, our, our people that are on our roads, uh, our residents or our, our out-of-towners that are on our roads. It becomes an inconvenience for the construction workers that have to work these projects too. Um, but we always look at what the end product is going to be. And we haven't had too many fails on on an on the end product the end product has always superseded what we expected it to be and, and um uh we we've always came in on time and finished the job and made it made it look a hundred times better than what it was before all right tommy what's your vibe on this game you know you're, you're a football fan too you've seen that i've come by and watched some games with you this is a big moment i'm not making light of this game this is not your typical third game of the year it's the third game but it's a home opener and it's prime time on sunday night i mean this game has got to swing the raiders way they need this game going into los angeles to play the chargers the following week they definitely need, definitely need the game and uh you know, I, I, you know, after after watching this over the past couple of weeks and watching both teams, and um, you know, I have a couple of Steelers fans that are around me uh, and listening to them brag about their team. 
I, I think the Raiders are really going to come in and pull the whole home opener off. Uh, you know, I think they're going to probably win it by, you know, a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, a two-point game. And, uh, I, you know, we need to do this for the fans. The team needs yeah. to pull this off for the fans. And the fans need to support the team. Thank you, Tommy. Really appreciate the partnership, everything you do for me, and everything you do for Lotus Broadcast. And thanks for doing this. I'll see you Sunday night. Okay, buddy. Go Raiders. You got it. Tommy White, 872 Laborers. You hear their spots on the show, my live reads, because they're really important. And he's been a proud partner of my show since Allegiant Stadium. So really happy about the 872 Laborers. 702-365-9200. We got about a half an hour left. We appreciate more and more fans coming in here. It's a great lunch crowd over here. So we'd like more and more fans. If you want to get over here, we'll be here for a while. And then Q's got a big show coming up. We have multiple activations going on in the city here. Multiple activations with all of our proud partners. And anybody who owns a bar or restaurant in this town, big weekend. Got a great weather. You got the Raiders in town against the Steelers on Sunday night. You got a great food and art. I'm going to that tonight. I'll be the MC for that. Life is beautiful. Everything that's going on in this city, this city can handle the capacity, and they're going to have to handle the capacity because there's a lot of people coming into town for this. Uh, I was getting to a couple of important points I wanted to make. Trayvon Diggs being out for the Cowboys is massive. That is one of those players that are out that could affect the Super Bowl run. If the Cowboys lose Micah Parsons or Trayvon Diggs, that could affect everything. And I think we're going to see that now with the Dallas Cowboys. Also, I don't like to do radio about karma. I, who am I to talk about karma? I'm not, a, I'm not a guy who's going to talk religion or karma on the show. But I will tell you, I'm very concerned about what they're doing with Joe Burrow. I also picked Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl this year. I had the Cowboys beating the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. And they're going to try to play Joe Burrow. And I got a bad feeling about this, man. I got a bad feeling about Joe Burrow playing football. He's injured. He's injured. He didn't play in the preseason. He's got a calf injury, and they're trying to get him out there. And I don't think it's smart. If I were the Bengals and Mike Brown, who gave him all that money, I would shut him down. I would shut him down and not worry about it. If they go to 0-3, they go to 0-3. But who, what's more important, winning this Sunday for the Bengals or Joe Burrow potentially having an Achilles injury? Calves become Achilles. Calves become Achilles. Joe Burrow's got a serious calf strain, and they're trying to put him out there. He was out there today at the start of practice. I, got, I don't like that move. I think that's a big-time mistake. Nash in Houston, listening on the Raiders mobile app. What's happening, Nash? Hey, man. I'll tell you what, JT, you got me fired up. Uh, I hope that the uh, defensive tackles for the Raiders kind of channel that inner Lyle Alzado. Don't shower for a few days. I mean, they go out without deodorant. They go there and they get that uh, unsportsmanlike penalty, like uh, you know Jerry Tillery, but not for slapping the ball up, but for putting somebody on the ground a little bit late. It's a big game. We got to win it. Hoping to see a lot better offense. Hoping to see uh, Jimmy push the ball a little bit. But very excited after your opening uh, monologue there that uh, to see what the Raiders do. It's a big game. I think it's going to be a really tight game. But uh, praying for the Raiders to come on top. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Want to hear from more Raider fans before I wrap it up at the top of the hour, 702-365-9200 as we continue. Brought to you by Resorts World Doghouse Saloon. I can see Resorts World off in the distance here. I got to look through the win and the Palazzo. 
a matter of fact, I got to take a picture right now and show you the view I got. If everybody can get to Twitter. Also, I'm on the gram, man. I'm on Instagram, JT the Brick Hits. And we got a lot of cool people out here. But right in front of me, you can see off into the distance the Sphere, Win, the Palazzo, uh, the Horseshoe, which is formerly Bally's. And in the distance, Resorts World, our proud partner here. So thrilled of the turnout today as we continue on. Some of the other games that we'll preview on Friday, I'd like to give you three picks heading into Friday that I like a lot. And I'm going to give you one, and I'm going to give you the rest on the other side. There's a couple of big games coming up this weekend that are make or break. I think the Raider game is a make or break game, but I'm not going to predict that one. Uh, I want to give you one right here. I like New England over the Jets. They're laying two and a half on the road. They're 0-2. I think New England bounces back, and the Jets are a train wreck without Aaron Rodgers. One of my good friends, I'm blessed to know him because I met him through the Raiders, former Raider tight end Teo Johnson, and now the man behind M-Ride. Teo, let's go and beat the Steelers. Let's knock these guys out. How you feeling heading into the weekend? I feel great, JT. God bless you, brother. It's great to hear your voice. and I feel like uh, the boys are playing home. Uh, on Sunday, and uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Tell you, what's the difference between a game like the Steelers and the Broncos and the Chiefs compared to an out-of-conference game? I mean, you're a professional football player in your career. You played basketball at the highest level in college. When you just have that rivalry that you know is historic, what type of extra juice does it bring to the game? Uh, it's, it's really hard to put into words, but, you know, especially if you grew up a Raiders fan, and the game, the game really means just a little bit more when you're playing someone like the Chiefs or the Broncos and it's a conference game. You know, the way I'm looking at our season right now, we got one big conference win. And uh, I think we're in a really good position. And I don't think the team's even gelled yet like they're going to um, and t- start playing their best ball, you know, midway and later in the season. So I would much rather us be playing our worst ball now than our worst ball at the end of the year. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. Teo Johnson joins us. That's very important that you said that because we had Fred Bolitnikoff on our buddy earlier in the week, and he said the same thing. Love he said that. without the preseason, now there's no preseason, no one plays. It's like week one and two, even though these games matter and they all count, it feels like your preseason body until you get going into the regular season. So it's go time now, though, Teo. It's, thir- it's Sunday night football against an opponent, and the Raiders need this game badly. Do you think they flip the switch to a better level than we saw at Buffalo? That was a very disappointing loss. Yeah, we really got to shake that Buffalo loss off. You know, um, it's, it's, it's difficult, but I think we're the type of team that can, can bounce back from that. I think Jimmy G... Is, is an absolute stud, and he's going to hit a groove here. Uh, I really think that team, that that game, that loss is in our path, in our past, and we're we're going to be good. we're going to be fine. We're going to be good on Sunday. Teo Johnson, tell me about Emride, the vision behind Emride, and I think it's a perfect time for you to launch this venture. Congratulations on your deal with the Raiders, our team, but then all the other casino properties that you're dealing with now and growing with. What was the concept of that? And I think the timing's interesting with the traffic in town, F1 construction, what's going on on the Strip. How'd you come up with M-Ride? Well, thank you. Uh, we've been doing M-Ride in the Bay Area for quite some time, ever since Levi Stadium was built, and getting in and out of that venue was a real problem. So we just started shuttling people from downtown San Francisco to the Niner game. And then that whole business kind of evolved out here it's with, with the resorts. And the fact there's really no tailgating that you can traditionally do. So we really saw this as an opportunity to bring a white glove shuttle service 
for fans to be able to get in and out of Allegiant um, smoothly, frictionless, and um, and get back to the resorts and continue to have a good time. You know, this is a special place, entertainment capital of the world. So, you know, uh, uh, people can go to a resort, enjoy everything that's there before the game, and then be shuttled over to the Legion and be brought right back without having, you know, to wait 45 minutes or wait in a long cab line afterwards to get back to where they want to go. So, uh, tell, so tell, an ancillary solution. Yeah, and we have the M-Ride code, and just tell everybody how they can do this. If anyone's in the valley here and they say, I don't want to deal with my car, I don't want to walk over the Hacienda Bridge, I want this white glove service, and it's going to be affordable, how do they go about and do it? All they got to do is go to mridelv.com, mridelv.com, very affordable round-trip service from Fremont Street. We'll shuttle you from Garage Mahal. Um, you know, Circa and Golden Nugget are our partners, and mm-hmm. – you can also soon catch a ride from the Palms uh, very soon. So check us out, mridelv.com, and please use Brick as uh, your promo code for a discount. And, um, you know, we're growing. We're happy to be here. It's our first year. And we're not just doing the, the Raider games. We're also doing other events of the Legion, like yeah. uh, the Pink concert coming up, where we just did Beyonce. You know, so it's exciting. Everybody has used our service so far. has been very happy with it. Thank you, Tao. I'll see you a bunch this weekend. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right. Teo Johnson. Got it. Uh, M-Ride. M-RideLV.com. Code is brick. You get a discount on that, and I think it's a great service. When they came in and we talked about it, how we would make this work on the radio, and they showed me how they did it, and I saw the PowerPoint, and then I went downtown and watched how it works. It's great. The last thing I want to do is have anybody get in a vehicle if you're drinking and driving. That's my big pet peeve my whole life. Okay? That's it. I come here, I have one Modelo, I have a ride. One. Not six, oh, I'm going to cut it off at three. One Modelo, I'm done. And that's what I tell everybody. Do not drink and drive, use M-Ride. Do not drink and drive, use M-Ride. Get into the service. It's run by a former Raider, Teo Johnson. I just want you to get to and from the games conveniently and safely. Senior's here. We got Senior in the house. We appreciate it. Along with the Raider super fans who are here, Gorilla Rilla and the Violator who joined me earlier. I'll go through the other games, so I'm going to give you three picks every Friday. First one is New England. I think New England over the Jets here because Belichick's a superior coach. I've loved this game for a while. That's one of the games I'm going to give you. Coming back on the other side, two more. Last call for phone calls, and then I'm off the radio until the post-game show Sunday at the Modelo Cantina in the stadium. Please, Lord baby Jesus, make that a good broadcast, right? As Will Ferrell said in Talladega, please, Lord baby Jesus, make that post-game show beautiful for me, beautiful for me on Sunday night. Please, please, a Raider victory. I'm expecting one. What do you say to people who suggest that you shouldn't have taken a dive that low in the first place? How do you explain that part of it? I would say, one, they never tackled Nick Chubb before. They're telling me to go high on him. And then, two, I, I, what I seen was it opened up, you know what I'm saying, his, his goal line, and didn't see anybody on him. I made the decision as soon as I seen the hole open up and him in the hole to go low. 
you can tell me how to tackle them low. But like I said, it's, it's a fast game. It's a game that is, uh, you make decisions in, within milliseconds. You can't really control what happens after you, you know, choose to make your decision. You know, I already chose to, to go low. Somebody got on his back as I was going low, and what happened happened. There's nothing I really would, would do differently. It's very unfortunate to tell a great player who makes the game a lot better when, when, he's, when he's playing. All right, Minka Fitzpatrick on the hit to Chubb. Chubb is out for the year. It was a low hit. I'm not going to call it dirty. I didn't play in the NFL. I don't know what it's like to go full speed at goal line with something like that, but that is a big-time injury. Uh, keep an eye on Raiders.com for the latest injury report, what happens with Minka Fitzpatrick. I think the good news is Coach told me first, Josh McDaniels, live on the radio when we did it. We played it today that Jacoby Myers has cleared protocol. He'll be able to go. I think it would be tough to win any game without Jacoby Myers. I really do. Jacoby Myers is a force to be reckoned with. It opens up for Hunter. It'll open it up for Devontae and the rest of the passing game. So very important that he's able to go, which is fantastic. So look at some of these other games. Also breaking news, the 49ers have extended the contracts to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, quote, for a long time. To that end, the Niners announced multi-year contract extensions for Shanahan and Lynch. Earlier today, the deal comes off the heels of the Niners' win against the Giants last night, 30-12. to The Niners are 3-0 and on the season. The team's second 3-0 and start in the past four years. I will say this. I don't believe in Brock Purdy. I don't. But last night was another step that I said, man, I could be wrong. This guy made a lot of good throws. I, I don't think he's elite by any means. But he's better than I think. couple of more picks. I gave you one. I like the Jet game. Here's another game I like. Can't believe I'm saying it. It's Arizona to cover the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas opened up in this game minus 10.5. It's now 13. 12.5 wherever you're shopping. Arizona, I believe, will cover the spread. Dallas will win the game. My Super Bowl pick, they lost Diggs for the year. I think there's going to be a mental letdown. Uh, you want to talk about a home team on the road? Dallas and Arizona travels about as good as any team. I think Arizona will cover that spread. I think it'll be 34, maybe 24, 33, 21. I like the ability for Arizona. That's the second pick here. And then another one that I think is going to be really interesting, Indianapolis now that Richardson is out at quarterback. That line opened up at Baltimore minus 8.5. Now it's down to 8. Gardner Minshew getting an opportunity to play. He's got a lot of experience there. I'd recommend staying away from that game. But here's a game that's very interesting with the line move. Detroit opened up minus six. Sharp money in on Atlanta. Atlanta has driven that number down to minus three. I picked Seattle to cover against Detroit. I thought Pete Carroll would have Seattle ready for Detroit. Now I think Detroit bounces back. I like the swing game. I like Detroit to beat Atlanta 28-23. to I like Atlanta to be in the game, but Detroit wins and covers the spread. So I gave you Detroit, Arizona to cover, and New England outright covering the two and a half against the Jets, and they'll get a chance to do that. Those are three picks. Again, bet with your wallet, not with your head. I work for an NFL team. I don't gamble. Make that point clear all the time, man. I don't want to get a memo in my phone. What were you saying on the show? No, I don't, and I'm also not one of those guys. I don't bet. So if I bet 5 bucks or 500 I just try to give you opinions. Again, it's not my money, so you want to hear people that really bet, listen to the show. 
we put them here on the radio. And I want to thank everyone behind the scenes who put this together, especially Top Golf and Modelo. Really appreciate the fact that they gave me this opportunity today. Fantastic. James had a hustle to get us on the air to get the right stream, to call the engineer, and to do all of that. And uh, as we wrap this up again, I want to thank the Raider Nation, especially the Black Hole. When you come out to a remote and you got 30 or 40 people already there because they're part of your brotherhood and your club, it makes the remote look a little bit bigger and sound bigger. And I appreciate that and everybody else who just happened to come here. I didn't want to come and do a remote where everybody's hitting golf balls not looking. So the Black Hole bought a lot of beer. They had a lot of Modelo, and I appreciate all that. And we'll see you. What's the next time I'll see you? If you're going to be at the eye candy party, uh, that'll be Saturday night. Also tonight, I'll be at the Strat for the ALS Gala of Nevada. Very proud to be a part of that. Whenever I can help in the community, if I can help your company or your charity along the way, that's the least I can do. So thank you pretty much for that. Q's on deck with the big show, and then we're going to have full coverage on Sunday. The pre-pre-game show, I think we're going to be at the Torch around 3.30, if not earlier than that. So I'd highly recommend tailgate. Go see us in the J-Lot. Go to whatever tailgate you go to. And then come on into the game and have a beer with me. Or watch us, because I'm going to be working, drinking water. But we're going to be there at the Torch. And that should be a good crowd. Am I expecting Steeler fans? Yes. I'm expecting Raider fans? Yes. I don't get a commission on how many Raider fans show up over Steeler fans. But I am a proud season ticket holder. And I want to wrap up this by one more time saying thank you to everyone. This is a very important game. Hey, Black Hole, one more time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to the Black Hole. Thanks to Steve Gomez and Modelo. And let's hear it for Top Golf for hosting us, man. Thanks to Top Golf. Really appreciate that. Thanks again to everybody. Wouldn't have a radio show without our partners and our listeners. Q's on deck. We will see you at the game on Sunday. Gorilla Rilla, my guy, man. Love you too. Gorilla Rilla, man. Makes every event great. You better believe it. A picture with Gorilla Rilla right here? My honor. Viva Las Vegas. Beat the Steelers. And let's have a celebration on Sunday and all next week on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Viva Las Vegas.